Eagles Entertainment. Welcome to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro at Lincoln Financial Field late on a Sunday evening. And a tale of two halves once again for the Eagles, who had an absolutely disastrous first quarter. They fell behind 14 to nothing to the Baltimore Ravens. They were behind 17 to nothing early in the second quarter. And then kind of got things going. And they came all the way back and ended up losing 30 to 28, failing to convert a two-point conversion with just over one minute to play in the fourth quarter. So a lot to unpack here. We'll hear the analysis from Merrill and Mike in just a bit. But it started poorly. The offensive line overwhelmed the right side of the line with Jack Driscoll, the rookie at right tackle. Jamon Brown, the new eagle at right guard, struggled. Jamon Brown really struggled in this game. Tremendous amount of pressure on him from the Ravens' front. John Hightower missed a wide-open opportunity for a big play on the first possession for the Eagles. Carson Wentz coughed up the football a bit later in the first quarter. So the Eagles are down 14-0 and then 17-0. And then Miles Sanders made a play. Wentz, under center on second and five. Wentz gives it off inside, and it is Sanders. 30, 35, 40, 50, 40, 30, 20. Cuts back at the 10, down to the five, fumbles the football, it's recovered in the end zone. Touchdown, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. That's what, when a receiver helps getting downfield, getting a block, this is sometimes <laughs> how you come out, out of things on the right side. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, an outstanding job of leading interference downfield for Miles Sanders, and what do you know? He ends up getting the touchdown. The Eagles went for two right there. We'll hear from Doug Peterson in just a bit on that decision. Missed it, trailed 17-6. We're down 30-14 to midway through the fourth quarter. 7-12 left. So what happens? Carson Wentz gets busy, and he really turned it on and got the crowd into it. 5,500 fans at Lincoln Financial Field. Great energy there. This big run from Wentz kind of turned the momentum around. Second down and 16. Back goes Wentz again. He steps up. He starts to run. He comes across the 40. He's still on his feet at the 45. Breaks the tackle at the 50. 45, 40, 35, 30. Carson Wentz all the way down to the Baltimore 26. What a run. L.J. Ford. Who's he think he is? Lamar Jackson? (laughs) Really good run by Carson Wentz. He gets a nice block from little Boston Scott down the sideline. And Carson Wentz getting this team into a territory where they can get points on the board. That's a 41-yard run. That run led to a touchdown pass from Wentz to Travis Fulgham, who had six catches, 75 yards. The two-point conversion pass to J.J. Ortega-Whiteside was good. And the Eagles were right back in business, trailing 30-22. to The defense holding the Ravens on the next possession. The Eagles driving four plays, 71 yards. A big pass interference call drawn by Fulgham sets up Wentz with this touchdown run. Wentz under center. First and goal. Little Boston Scott. The single setback. Wentz sneaks, and he is... 
He is. We are in. Touchdown, Touchdown. Eagles. A two-point conversion can tie it. A two-point conversion can tie it. And there was no doubt about that. I was waiting to see the arms raised skyward. And it took a long while. But they looked and they did. So the Eagles are trailing 30-28. to 28. They went for two. The play was blown up as Boston Scott in for an injured Miles Sanders and Wentz collided in the backfield and Baltimore penetrated and, well, it just didn't work. The Eagles then tried an onside kick, which failed. And so once again, the Eagles falling behind, coming back with a furious rally like they did the week before in Pittsburgh, only to fall short. So the Eagles with a ton of injuries to talk about here. Let's begin with head coach Doug Peterson, his press conference after the game, and a bit testy for sure, very proud of his team, but also concerned with some of the injuries and also talks about his decision to go for it on the two-point conversions. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, again, great opportunity right there to, to you know, score, tie the football game. Um, you know, I can do, I can do better um, as far as getting the play in and, and you know, giving, giving our guys a better opportunity um, play call-wise, too, in that, in that situation. But, you know, credit them, made the stop, and uh, just a little bit short. My decision to go with the play call, so that's on me. Um, yeah, like I said, I can, I can put our team in a better situation. Carson played a heck of a football game. Um, he played tough, played smart. You know, resilient, resilient guy, resilient group. Uh, rallied, rallied his troops. Made some tough throws against a really, really good defense. Um, you know, proud of him for hanging in there. And, and uh, you know, amidst all the, again, some of the injuries we had. Um, you know, losing Driscoll there late in the game, and then, you know, Miles came out for a little while. So uh, I thought Carson played really tough today. Played, played a good football game. Um, at that time, it just gives you the best probability to uh, to win the game. You know, in that situation, you go for two, and then you're down. You know, a touchdown and a field goal wins the game. You know, obviously, if things stay, you know, status quo, but um, just gave us the best probability at that point to win. Um, well, he's part of the game plan every week. Um, I just felt it was you know it was the right time to get him in the game. You know, at, at the time we had been struggling a little bit offensively, especially running the football, um, and you know, gave us a uh, opportunity to do that with him. And it just kind of calmed the defense down a little bit, too. You know, there wasn't as much pressure when he was in the game at quarterback. Just um, just had to, had to find a spark and, uh, you know, got him, got him in the football game. Well, um, you know, Toth battled his tail off. Uh, Driscoll battled his tail off. And, and you know, we got we to gotta evaluate um, – quickly our uh, obviously the injury situation and, and see see where we're at this week on a short week and um, you know it's just something that uh, that you know again you know we, we are getting you know kind of thin at the at the position and you know I'm, I'm hopeful that a couple of these uh, offensive line guys that have been hurt that we can maybe get them back this week but we got to wait and see until you know see tomorrow and Tuesday and put the pieces together. Yeah, again, you know, I, I guess I could have put him in there one or two more times. But, um, you know, he, he, he gave us a spark at times, and, and uh, it was good to see. And, and we'll just continue to, uh, you know, keep him uh, keep him involved. Yeah, and, and I would even say that Kelsey and Carson were, were banged up too. I mean, it was a physical football game against a really good opponent. And, you know, my message to the football team is, is basically um, – 
you know, there's all the there's all the you know shoulda woulda couldas out there, um, plays that we missed in the first half, turnovers, whatever it might be. But this group, every healthy body that we had played in this football game, and and I'm gonna tell you, it's it's tough to win in the National Football League, okay? And and you guys know exactly where we're at uh, health wise, and and these guys battled their tails off today, and still had a chance to tie this football game, really had a chance to win this football game against a healthy, healthy football team. And and so as the head coach, I can stand here and I'm I'm proud of those guys in the locker room. And and I know they're gonna get beat down this week. And that's I mean that's your job. But my job is to encourage them and say, hey, you know, there and I get it. There are no moral victories in the NFL. There's no moral victories at all. Um, and we're all graded on wins and losses. But for this team to hang together on the sideline. Uh, to not point fingers, to battle, to be in this position with all the mistakes that were made in the in the first half, really offensively, and then we, we missed the kick, you know, the field goal at the end of the half. I mean, th- those are the difference difference in games, and those are things that we're going to learn from and we're going to get better from. And, and uh, you know, so uh, I'm proud of the guys for the way they battled today. I mean, Carson's the type of guy that's going to put the team on his back and – especially when we're faced with adversity. You know, he wants the ball in his hands at all the time. And, you know, those two guys, uh, second half, really um, really stepped up and made some plays. But I, I think of, you know, Hightower came back and, and made some plays, and Rich Rod made some plays. We had the nice run by Miles. I mean, there was a lot of guys that, you know, had, had contributions in this football game. Um, but, yeah, Kelsey, I mean, uh, Carson, you know, playing, playing as tough as he did, um, really kind of kept us in this game. Les and then Zach. Hi, Doug. Certainly it was an amazing fourth quarter, but before that, what do you think was up with your offense just not being able to get even a first down? Why, was it just the guys that were missing, or was the, were the Ravens doing something quite different from what you expected? Um. Uh, let me take a deep breath on that one. Um, did you see the game? Yeah, I mean, yeah, listen, yeah, we, we dropped, we dropped, we dropped a big third down. You know, uh, turnover. Uh, we dropped a touchdown. We missed a field goal. I mean, it's self-inflicted wounds. It's things that I've been talking to our team all week about, right? And and when you when you're playing good football teams like the Ravens are, you can't make those mistakes. You can't do it. And with the amount of injuries that, that we do have, and, and look, I, I'm going to stand here and tell you that we're, we're not going to make excuses. The guys in the locker room aren't going to make excuses. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's what happened. I mean, there's, there's enough things in this game, too, to, to point at it, it, from decisions I made to, you know, execution on the field again. Um, and we didn't get the job done. That's right where we should be, one four and one. Yeah, Miles is, uh, last couple of weeks has really, really um, done an outstanding job. You know, he's 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 been in on a lot of our a lot of our you know first, second, and third down uh, plays. Obviously, you know, big run last week in Pittsburgh. Another big run tonight uh, against another good good defense. You know, and and he's just he, he he's he, he's a spark that you need. He's a you know he's got great energy great enthusiasm um obviously we'll we'll check out his injury 
you know, tonight, tomorrow, and, and see where he's at and, and if he's available for Thursday. Thanks, Coach. Carson Wentz, well, you know, with working with really a bunch of backups along the offensive line, Driscoll went out with an injury. Brown was ineffective. The Eagles actually played Brett Toth, who was signed on October 7th and has only been practicing for about a week. He played right tackle down the stretch. Wentz was quite good. 21 of 40, 213 yards, two touchdown passes. He also ran for 49 yards and a touchdown. Eagles getting some running from him and Jalen Hurts, who gained 23 yards on two carries, kind of picked up the offense there. Wentz very proud of the way his team continued to fight. Yeah, I mean, really, last week, this week, um, obviously the ending's not what we wanted. But to see the way guys have fought and being down in both games and, and rallied back and the resiliency of this team is something that I don't think you can question um, and the toughness of, of these guys. And, I mean, you got injuries all over the place and you got guys stepping up that maybe just got here this week or, you know, all over the board. And that's never an excuse, but there's, there's a lot of good we can learn from. Um, and the fight and the effort is something that I'm so proud of these guys. Um, to give us a chance to, to tie it up at the end of the game, obviously we came up short. We're frustrated with that, but um, you know, I'm proud of these guys. We can keep building with this. We got a quick week to turn it around and uh, start going in the right direction. Yeah, I, I think you know Jalen's—he's uh, a playmaker, and you bring him in off the bench, and um, defenses have to be ready for for where he's at, where I'm at, all of the above. And um, I think it puts a little stress and a little pressure on the defense. You know, get there's some exciting plays potentially there to to be had, and um, it's something that we're going to keep repping, keep working on, and um, hopefully finding ways to to you know supplement our offense and find a way to get some big plays that way. I only heard parts of that question, but I believe it was in terms of consistency offensively. Um, and obviously that's something that I'm, I'm going to look hard at. And I think we're all going to look hard at because it's something that's frustrating to be down um, the way we were at halftime to put that performance out there the first half. Um, we got to be better. Plain and simple, we got to be better. We got to execute better. You know, Ravens are a good defense. They have a great defense. They make life really hard and challenging, and so we got to give them some credit, but uh, we can definitely execute better um, early in games, and I'm confident that we'll get it figured out. Yeah, I mean, we, we probably did get a little later out of the huddle than we wanted. You know, I think it's a 20-second play clock or something. seems like it goes pretty quick on the two-point plays, and so uh, we got to be more urgent um, to get to the line and, and get our calls and get our checks, and, um, you know, we had a scouted look there that we, we felt confident in that play, and um, they made a good play, made it made life tough on us, and you know it's frustrating to come up short like that. But um, you know, hats off to them. I mean, pain and soreness, you know, all bumps and bruises. That's part of football. Uh, every guy out there is feeling something uh, along those lines. And within a game, you don't notice those things. Obviously, you wake up the next morning, you're gonna be a little sore. That's part of football. That's part of life. But um, yeah, I mean, I'll be fine. I came out just fine, and. Um, Obviously, for me and for a lot of these guys, we got a quick turnaround. We got a Thursday night football game, which is even harder on your body. So we got to, you know, do the right things and take care of our bodies so that we're ready to go full speed on a Thursday night. Absolutely. I mean, he's he's a baller. I said it last week. Uh, I see it in practice, um, and uh, you know, it's it's good to just see guys get their chance and, and make plays. And he's a guy that, like you just said, I mean. It was zero blitz a handful of times today, and I, I looked to him. You know, I just gave him a chance. I knew I, I know I threw the one out of the back of the end zone, didn't give him the chance, but uh, made sure I gave him that opportunity on the, the other one. And uh, he keeps showing up, keeps making plays, and, and he's going to keep getting better too. And we're going to keep building our chemistry and our connection. But um, I have all the confidence in the world in him, and, and he's going to keep being a big part of this offense. Um, I'll have to watch the tape. I mean, I think there's still plays that 
I leave out there that you know I think collectively him and I can can be better at and um, but honestly there's there's a lot of plays going on in my head right now so I'm trying to think of, of our connection but that's something that I've never worried about I mean he made some good plays I know I missed him on, on a couple of them but uh, he's a big part of our offense hopefully he's, he's healthy and can get back out there Thursday um it's a good question um, and it's honestly I think you, you just feel the the kind of backs against the wall time to make some plays mentality and um, kind of just cut it loose and play and you know you're giving guys chances down the field you're, you're giving guys the opportunity to make plays and um, I will also say I mean the Ravens did did a lot of things late in that game that they just said we're going to bring the house you know and, and they kept blitzing and blitzing and so that gave me the chance to, to kind of just retreat and give my, my playmakers the ability to make the plays and a uh, guy stepped up did, did a great job and um, hard to fully say it's just when you have that backs against the wall mentality it's just hey you're just cutting it loose and you're just playing confidence yeah, I mean, I have all the confidence in the world in him and, and really all these guys. You know, mistakes are going to happen. You know, I, I've, I've said that since I got here. Guys are going to drop passes. I'm going to fumble. I'm going to turn it over. Guys are going to miss blocks. That's always going to happen. And it's just how do we respond? How do we bounce back? How are we resilient? And, and John's John's the same way. You know, obviously he wants that one back. Um, wasn't the start to, to the drive to the game we were hoping for. I mean, shouldn't be in third and 22 in the first place, the first drive. Like, we got to be better. We got to start faster, um, be more efficient there. But, uh, you know, that one happens. It happens. He, he dropped it. But um, we're going to keep going back to him, and he's going to keep being a big part of what we do. You can't make up. And, and you're just, you know, you're putting guys in there that, like I said, might, might be here for a week. And, and that's football. That's, that's way of life. And um, you can't control it. All these injuries, it's, it's, honestly, it's my least favorite part of the game is injuries and seeing guys um, go down, whether it's serious or minor. Um, I hate seeing it. But um, you don't have time to worry about that in the game. It's, all right, who's next? Who's up next? Who's going to fill in? And, and how can we get them up to speed with whatever it is we're doing? Obviously, there's a lot of in-game adjustments, a lot of things that need to be um, communicated. But that's one thing I'm proud of every guy for being ready to step up and, and doing their job when called upon. Yeah, I mean, obviously not where we want to be. Um, not, we've dug ourselves a little bit of a hole here, but um, for one, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to build off of the, the way we finished this game and the resiliency that we've shown uh, really the last two weeks, and I'm excited that we get to go back out on Thursday night. I mean, we get a quick turnaround. We get to put this one uh, behind us quickly and, and finally you know, get in here in our division and hopefully do some, do some good things and, and get this thing turned around. Thanks, Carson. Thank you, guys. Travis Fulgham, 10 targets, 6 catches, 75 yards, 1 touchdown. That is big-time performance and production. Once again, three straight weeks, Fulgham has made plays. Uh, hey, Travis. Uh, uh, obviously, coming off the big game in Pittsburgh, um, maybe not as successful uh, statistically, but Carson was looking for you, still made a number of plays. To be able to do that in back-to-back weeks, what does that do for your confidence? Um, yeah, it, uh, it means a lot that Carson trusts me now and where we continue to build on it. But um, just wish I could have made more plays for the team and we just need to uh, do more to get the win. Ed and then Dave. Hey, Travis, three touchdown catches in three games. Take us through this uh, this most recent one. It, this might have been the more difficult of the three, possibly. Yeah. Um, um, Wentz made a, a, call, uh, a check at the line. It was a great check. And um, he, he placed the ball at the right spot float it up and let me get a chance to uh, go up and get it. Dave and then Zach. Travis, in these last three games, have you learned anything about Carson that you didn't know before? Uh, 
no, I, I always I always thought he was a great quarterback, and he's just proven it. Zach and then Bo. Hey Travis, it, it seemed in the in the second half there, and especially late, uh, Carson was just throwing it up to you, like the pass interference, the touchdown. Is that uh, is that something you guys have have communicated that if he just throws it up, you'll win those jump balls? I mean, that's the plan. I'm not going to say I'm not going to come down with it. So uh, yeah, I, I have confidence in him at all times, and uh, yeah, we just keep, we keep continuing to grow. Bo and then Daniel. Travis, uh, it looked like you almost had that Hail Mary at the end of the first half. Take us through that play. Yeah, um, I thought I did. I had it uh, at first, came back down, and unfortunately I didn't make the play for my team. Go ahead, Daniel. Hey, Travis, with uh, with Carson, uh, he threw it to John on the deep ball on the first possession. Uh, John couldn't come up with it, but he went back to him a couple times, got him on the 50-yarder. Uh, what does that do for you guys as young receivers to know that you know, if you don't necessarily make that first play, that Carson will still come back to you. Oh, that's major. It's um, it's great that Carson has has that trust in us, and he keeps coming back. He has confidence, and that's what we need if we're going to continue to uh, keep growing and uh, get wins for this team. Go ahead, Bo. I know you're not always on the field for these plays, Travis, but when it's uh, you know when Jalen Hurts is in the game and you guys have both quarterbacks on the field, do you feel like that you know adds a level of stress to the defense? Oh, absolutely. Jalen was uh, <laughs> making people look silly out there today, and I, I love watching him play, and it gives a a lot of juice to the team. We'll go to Ruben Frank. Hey, uh, Travis Carson said he feels like he can still get a lot better um, despite what you've done these last few weeks. Um, how do you feel about that, and, and what do you think you can get better at? Uh, absolutely, I can get better. Um, I mean, I won't narrow it down to one aspect, but um, all parts of my game can improve. We'll go to Martin Frank. Hey, Travis. Um, one of your, your college coach says you were a basketball player growing up. I was wondering, like, how much that helps you, like, you know, going up for those 50-50 balls, you know, like you've been doing these last few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like for the uh, Hail Mary, you know, just box someone out, go up and go get it. Um, baseball, too, you know, tracking the ball, center field, you know, all the sports helped me out to, uh, to get where I'm at today. And, and how good were you in basketball? <laughs> I, I think I was pretty good. <laughs> all right, thanks, Travis. Thank you. Defensively, the Eagles knew they had to contain Lamar Jackson, who had a couple of big runs, including a 37-yard touchdown run. But after that slow start, the Eagles' defense kept the Philadelphia Eagles in the game. Jackson passed for just 186. He was sacked three times. And the Ravens ran 182 yards. That was a tough one for the Eagles to absorb. Some of it was late. But the Eagles' defense doing enough to keep the Eagles in the game, again, with a lot of injuries. Here's defensive end Brandon Graham, who already has five quarterback sacks this season. He's never had double-digit sacks. So through six games, BG is really off to the best start of his career. And he had a big game on Sunday with two quarterback sacks and some words of encouragement for his team after the game. Uh, Brandon, um, I guess another game without any turnovers. Uh, I know that they're sometimes fluky when you get them, but uh, how much does that hurt the defense when you can't, you can't get those? Um, you know, it just, makes, it just makes our fight a lot harder. You know, of, uh, we can't flip the field. Um, and, you know, playing against a team 
like uh, the Ravens. You know, they they hot right now. They got a great quarterback, great team. Uh, we just gotta, you know, we gotta change. We gotta change the momentum and uh, turnovers definitely help that. We'll go last, and then Chris Murray. Hey, BG. Uh, how frustrating was it for the first half and really most of the third quarter to just be sent out there again and again and again, uh, often in bad field position, uh, you know, with, with nothing on the scoreboard and, and no hope of anything good happening? Well, you know, uh, we don't beat ourselves up about it because if you do, it's, um, you know, it's, it gets worse. Uh, we went out there with a mindset you know, we just, they just don't get in, you know, and we hold them to three. Whatever it is uh, that happened in that game, uh, we try to, you know, talk positive in, that, in those moments because it could definitely get out of hand if uh, if we let it, if we had the wrong mindset. But, um, you know, it was, you know, we don't like, you know, the, the situation we was in, but we definitely can change it. And uh, well, that's all we was trying to do when we go out there. Chris and then Mike Sielski. Um, my question to you is um, why is it that this team plays – Great one half, bad another half, and you seem to got you seem to not be able to put it all together on a consistent basis. Um, you know, hey, these games, uh, they 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 are different. You know, they are, you know, um, injuries from you know the the people that you got to work in to all kind of different things. But I think we handle handle it, you know, the right way. I just know that, you know, it's. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. And, you know, uh, our goal right now is just to win the NFC East, get healthy, and, you know, um, you know, make sure that we uh, take care of what we need to take care of this week. You know, we got a short week with the Giants. We got to move on. We got 10 games left. Uh, we can turn this thing around, and we're not that, and we're not far off at all. We still believe in each other uh, despite, you know, others. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's all I really care about uh, is everybody still believing and knowing that, we one play away from um, being where we want to be, and one um, turnover away from being where we want to be. We just gotta, we just gotta do it. Mike and then John Mullen. Brandon, what was the most challenging part about trying to defend Lamar today? Uh, just you know his speed. I mean, he's a he's a great quarterback, and we know that uh, he's fast. And uh, you got to make sure that you stay in coverage with him, uh, and just let him let him go. You know, let him run, uh, get those. You know, little yards, uh, just make sure that he don't get, um, you know, because he's an accurate thrower on the run, make sure he don't get those open uh, receivers based off him just running to the sideline to, you know, create different things. But I think that uh, that's the biggest thing, just, you know, trying to get him to uh, contain him. John and then Jamie. Uh, hey, BG. Um, uh, bigger picture, obviously, you're not where you wanted to be uh, at the start of this season, but you do have that short week, as you mentioned. Uh, is that helpful in some ways from, you know, a, a mental standpoint, at least to get right back out there? Oh, for sure. And, you know, um, it's, it's a time, it's a chance for us to go out, go out there and make some things right, you know, and get and get back in the winning column. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we got we got the Giants this week and, you know, they ain't no slouch either, you know, despite the record, all that stuff, we know what's going on uh, with them, and we see what's going on. They just, but at the end of the day, we know that they're gonna play their best against us, cause you know everybody get paid in this league, and every and it's and it's definitely even in this league. You know, any given Sunday, so uh, we just gotta make sure we do our part this week and make sure that we um we stay locked in and keep on building off uh, the good things off off these games that that we're losing. We have time for two more, so we'll go Jamie and then Ed Kratz. Right, and you just alluded to uh, you guys believing in yourselves, but other people maybe not. And 
Doug Peterson got a little almost emotional when talking about defending you guys as a team and having you block out the outside noise and the criticism you're going to hear this week. Is that frustrating for you when you know what goes on inside the locker room and how banged up you guys are? Um, but the record is what the record is. I mean, how do you guys handle that? And, and what is the mentality right now? Uh, we just... We we not we we know we got to fix some issues. We gotta we gotta get some we gotta get some healthy guys in there. You know that could really help us too. But I do love what I see with the guys that's coming in. Um, you know that's getting short notice. You know they they seem like they ready um, when they go in there because you know obviously we go down there. Uh, Jack uh, Driscoll get hurt, then Toff go in, and that boy you know he did all he could. You know what I'm saying to get us down there to get a score. And you know that's all I really you know can can say is you know the people that get their opportunities they making um, you know the best of it. And um, I know what we have you know that's sitting on the bench right now that's that's trying to get back and get healthy. And all I can say is like you say it's like it's not how you start it's how you finish. And you know I think we gonna hit we gonna be hitting it at the right time. And man I still I still believe in this team and we all still believe in each other. And it shows just by how easy it could have went left uh, when we was down. Uh, again, you know, big, 17 nothing. People could have, you know, just quit on each other and point fingers, but that's not what's going on. People trying to figure it out and really trying to work their butt off to get us get us a, a stop and a turnover on defense and a score, of course. But, um, you know, it's going to happen. I'm telling you, just keep on. Trust me, it's going to happen. And it's, it's definitely, we definitely trying to start it this week. Last question here with Ed. Hey, BG. Um Getting back to an earlier question about Lamar Jackson, I mean, he's very elusive. You had two sacks on him. How hard did he make you have to work for those sacks? Man, you see, I was running. You got to run to the sideline sometimes. You, if you want to get a sack on him, you know, you got to run. And uh, today I had that mentality, you know, I know you're never out of it. You know, you just got to run around. Uh, if you want to run around, you got to run too, you know. And hopefully he cut back right into you, and he cut back right into one of them, one of the sacks I got, and then uh, another one I had to run to the sideline to get him. Uh, but you you know at the, end of the, at the end of the games with him, you're going to definitely be tired, you know, if, uh, if you're giving it your all. And I, that's all you could really ask for with your team. We all gave it our all. Um, it wasn't it wasn't good enough today because we came up short. But the fight is what what I really love the most uh, is because we're never out of this game. Uh, we just got to keep we just got to keep tightening up early because uh, that they, they defense put their offense in a good position by flipping the field. Um, you know, making sure that they um, get good field position, and you know we just got to do a better job as as far as you know. Um, when those times do happen, when they flip the field, that we don't let them get in, uh, and and that's all I can really say. Thanks, BJ. Appreciate y'all. All right, so now you've heard from the players and head coach Doug Peterson. Let's get some analysis from the radio booth. Marilyn Mike, in front of a live audience for the first time in South Philadelphia this season. Once again, a tale of two halves played out for the 1-4-1 and Philadelphia Eagles. Merrill, here we go. Um, a tale of two halves again here, but boy, what an effort from the Eagles. Merrill, what do you take out of this? Well, I, I thought that the team showed amazing resilience, just the way they did in Pittsburgh when they got way behind. Of course, it would help not to get way behind, but they really showed a lot of spunk, and considering the kind of handicap they suffered with a makeshift offensive line with young players, free agents, I thought they did a remarkable job. I also thought Carson Wentz had one of the more courageous performances I've seen he got hit time and time again. He picked himself up. He made plays with his legs and with his arm. 
I thought he absolutely had a tremendous day. Okay, so Merle, let's break this down a little bit here. Um, the defense, I thought against Baltimore, I know they gave up a lot of rushing yards, they gave up some big plays, but for the most part, when the defensive line's playing really well, I think the Eagles' defense has a chance. How do you feel about that? Oh, I think so, too. I think the defensive line is very, very good. But, of course, when you over-pursue it all, Lamar Jackson is going to make you, you know, make you pay. And that's what happened in this game. He did in several key situations. They were not able to get off the field, particularly in the first half. They converted almost every third down. And not third short, but thirds eight, third nine. They found ways to convert it. Uh, so it hurt them. I thought when they had to make plays in the uh, Mike, uh, the first quarter, again, a problem for the Eagles. Um, we'll talk about the fourth quarter with you. Merrill, Merrill spoke about it a bit, but wh what, do you, what did you see there in the first quarter? I mean, a young receiver, John Hightower, tough, tough drop, and then a turnover. Uh, can't fall behind 14 points to a great team. Yeah, it was just, again, a late start um, and scoring points or in, getting any type of rhythm offensively. Well, you know, they didn't really get rhythm until they started – with some of the gadget plays or the package of plays that they have to get into a rhythm where they could move the ball until that point. Because earlier in the game, they just never seemed to get into any rhythm. There are some drop passes and uh, some breakdowns in protection. But a lot of things happened early that just they couldn't get into a rhythm. Merrill, can you speak to Carson Wentz and the toughness that he has and the, the never quit? I mean, the man took a bunch of hits today, did it with his legs, did it with his arm. Yeah, I thought he was courageous. I really did. And time and time again, he threw with bodies draped all over him. And he made one great throw uh, to Travis Fulgham in the end zone where he was being hammered at the time. He did it time and time again. He really showed leadership. He showed that he can be the Carson Wentz that we saw back in 2017. Okay, guys, um, a couple things here. Miles Sanders, another big run. They they're getting Jalen Hurts into the offense a bit to spice up the running game. Mike, what do you think that's doing for the offense, and what do you think it's doing to defenses? Well, I think at the point where they put him in, they really needed some type of spark because, you know, if you look at the time of possession, it was so lopsided. Baltimore kept the ball as long as they wanted to keep the ball almost, moving the ball slowly downfield and getting points. And the Eagles couldn't do likewise. And I just felt like when they put him in, somehow they start to manufacture some plays with some misdirection. Even when they, he wasn't getting the ball, just having the threat of him possibly getting the ball on the field, it opened up some space for other guys to start to move the offense. Mike, uh, another big game for Travis. Um, should I stop asking if he's for real? Um, well, you know, I think that Travis is going to have to show over the next couple of weeks still. I'm not sold completely. I just think that now the teams know something about him, uh, that he's not this anonymous guy any longer. I think that it's, things are going to be more difficult for him. And John Hightower, Mike, I mean, look, you've been, you were a young receiver at one point, wide open pass in the first quarter, bounced back and had a nice catch as well, but difficult for a young player. How does he overcome that? They have to keep feeding him. They have to, if they want him to be what they think he can be, they have to keep playing him, keep feeding him the football so that he's able to put that behind him. Thursday night, so the, the best thing about, about 
the situation that this team is in is that they have another game in five days. And as quickly as Hightower can put that behind him by making a couple of catches, the better off he's going to be and this team will be. Merrill, with all these injuries, you think this team can turn around so quickly and maybe get a couple of guys back to really start the, these two critical games in the NFC East? Well, you'd be better off asking the trainers in the medical department than asking me. I, I don't know how close they are. I know that Doug said that Deshaun Jackson was very close to being back, and I got the feeling that when he said that in midweek, he expected him back, but he's not. And the same with Devontae Maddox. I think he expected him back. So I would say at least with those two, there's a good chance they'll be back for Thursday night. But again, I've been surprised and disappointed before. Merrill, in your mind, do you go away from this game as you drive away from Lincoln Financial Field thinking, boy, the Eagles can't get into these deep holes, or, um, boy, the Eagles showed a lot of heart coming back, or maybe a little bit of both? No, I go into the... I drive home feeling energized because I've seen other teams fall apart when they're in that kind of hole. And twice in two weeks, this team has battled back. There's no quit in this team. I think they're very much undermanned at the line of scrimmage with their offense. With their mix and match of offensive line, I think that's a big problem that they've got to work somehow to overcome. They've got to get Lane Johnson back and see what happens from there. But uh, I think that's a problem. But I think they're good enough to win in the NFC East. I think they can beat the Giants. I still think they can beat the Cowboys, particularly without Dak Prescott. So we'll see. We'll see more, as you said, in five days. But driving home, I could have been very, very disappointed and down in the dumps about what appeared to be an embarrassing performance. And instead, I talk about a team that fought their way back within two points. Mike, do you leave Lincoln Financial Field today feeling that the Eagles are, they just can't fall behind like this, like they did that last week and this week? Um, or do you feel like, hey, this team's really got a lot of fight in it and this offers hope for the future? Or is it a little bit of both? I, I think it's a little bit of both. I leave, a, I leave this game concerned, first of all, Dave, that the health of this team is going to hinder them from getting any kind of wins early in this in the first half of the season. I'm concerned about the Giants game. I'm concerned about the Dallas Cowboys game. And mostly because the offensive line. You don't have a good offensive line and your quarterback has to suffer 16 hits, 6 sacks. Um, and, and, you know, I like what Merrill said. I like the effort, the fight at the end. But if you're going to suffer that type of punishment game after game in the early courts of the game, I don't know how you're going to be able to make it through and and really be expected to win games in the fourth quarter. Guys, quick turnaround for you two. Uh, get some rest, and let's bring it back with some energy. It was nice having fans in the stands, wasn't it? That was nice. Yep. Yep. And they were great, and there was great energy there. And we'll see you on Thursday night, guys. Thanks so much. Yeah. Okay. See you, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. A quick turnaround for the Eagles. A raft of injuries, including Zach Ertz. Miles Sanders, Malik Jackson, Jack Driscoll. Will Lane Johnson be able to come back and play? Sounds like maybe Deshaun Jackson, maybe Avante Maddox. We're all keeping our fingers crossed. The Eagles need some good news in the injury department. A very winnable NFC East is here. 
the schedule with two games right away here. The Giants, and then a mini-bye week, and then the Cowboys come to town. If the Eagles can win these two games, things get very interesting in the NFC East. I'm Insider Dave Spadaro. I want to thank Peter Kelly, Ray Dula for all their great work, everybody on the team here. I want to thank all of you for joining each and every week. Disappointing loss, but encouraging with the heart and resiliency the Eagles showed. Let's get ready for the Giants on Thursday at Lincoln Financial Field. Thanks, everybody, for joining us here on the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Have yourselves a great Eagles day, everyone, and fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles!